0: Oh, and welcome to Neither of the Time or the Space, a podcast about Doctor Who and the Sarah Jane adventures. And of course, Torchwood. My name is David and as always, I am joined by the nostalgic Matt.
1: Hello there.
0: Well then, Matt. Another week, another episode of Torchwood. Yeah. Captain Jack Harkness this week, we're going to yeah. be discussing.
1: The wheel keeps turning.
0: Yeah. It does. couple more of these to bash out. And then we're done with Torchwood for the year, Matt.
1: I can't wait. I cannot wait.
0: <laughs> and we've got we've got the power of the doctor waiting for us, like this sort of pot of gold at the end of the rainbow.
1: Yeah. Just yeah. just get me off Torchwood.
0: <laughs> we'll only have three more series to do after
1: that. Oh, David. <laughs> It's alright, it's alright.
0: We're, g- we're going to space it out, we're going to take our time. When <laughs> It'll be okay. Yeah. Anyway, 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 how's your week been, Matt?
1: Oh, it's been lovely, David. It was my birthday this weekend.
0: It's It certainly was. It was also my partner's birthday. Wow.
1: Well, yeah. Let's go ladies first. Did you do anything nice for her birthday?
0: Uh, We did, yeah. We actually, my partner and I, we took both the Friday and today, recording on a Monday evening, listeners, uh, off work. So we basically had a four-day weekend. Um, Monday, uh, sorry, um, Friday, we went to Yorkshire Wildlife Park, which I've never been to before. You ever been?
1: Uh, Quite a while ago.
0: Yeah, I don't know whether... Because it's you know with these places you never know how much sort of renovations have been done in the interim or whatever. But certainly when when you went, did they have a section where you could just sort of get in, get in with some wallabies, and just, yes, I and just have them so. million around? Yeah, I think when that I was went, the big highlight. With
1: the lemurs as well.
0: Yeah, that's still there. And um, the the other highlight was was a section where they had various sort of South American rodents and and, and whatnot. Uh, such as the, you know, the glorious Capybara. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and some, something I'd never seen before or heard of called Maras, which is sort of like a cross between a hare and a tiny deer. Oh, I think I've seen um, those before. Yeah, sort of bounding around the place. They were just mad and beautiful. I really enjoyed well, them. Were you allowed to, to get yeah. in
1: with the Capybaras?
0: We were, yeah. I, I can't yeah,
1: remember and is it, if it's them or... I'm certain it might be the tapir, actually, where oh. you're not allowed near them because they can projectile away at you. <laughs> it, it's like their it must be defense the defense
0: mechanism. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, yeah. Um, no, you definitely can get in with the capybaras, and, um, and I think you must be allowed to have a go on one and, and r- ride it round if you wanted, because there was a sign in that area uh, that attached to a sort of tree with some ropes and and whatnot on it uh, that just said, keep off monkeys only, with no punctuation. So, so long as you steer clear of the monkeys, you're good.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I don't know. um, Were there giraffes there? um, We were told there were giraffes there, but we saw uh, neither hide nor hair of them.
1: Yeah I get confused like I do I do like an ethical zoo but I can't remember mm. they all kind of merge into one
0: Yeah it certainly it was I I think without doubt the nicest zoo I've ever been to like th- the the enclosures were so spacious there was so many stuff around it was so clean and everyone looked sort of Really well looked after and, and, and well thought out. Because so, I'm someone who kind of... I, I really vacillate on, on the ethics of zoos. You know, part of... You know, the, the the part of me that is just fascinated by animals can't help but be drawn to them. But then the side of me that also loves those animals can't help but look at them and think like, oh, come off it. You don't want to be stuck in... Yeah. You- in you know, just outside of Doncaster, do you? <laughs> I, much, I always this think the wasn't... saddest
1: thing is when you go to Chester, yeah. Zoo, they've got yeah. their original enclosure that they used to keep an orangutan in, it's about the size of my bed.
0: Oh my god, that's that's horrific! Yeah, um, but I, I will say, yeah, yeah, at Yorkshire Wildlife Park, that. There really had been uh, <laughs> evident consideration for the animals' well-being, and um, it's sad that that's a high bar that all Zoos managed to clear, but um, at least they do, um, so that was nice. And then today, um, we had a, a sort of couple of quieter days, seeing family and, and folks and, and just spending some time at home, and then today uh, we went out and had a lovely mill around at Fountains Abbey. Oh, very nice. Yeah, there's actually, I don't know if you're aware, National Trust have got a really good offer on at the moment, Matt, and this is to, to you listeners as well, if you're in the UK, um, by the time this goes out, I think it's still ongoing, um, where you could just apply and get free entry to a huge number of different National Trust properties for two adults and up to four kids, and um, so yeah, we, we availed ourselves of that uh, offer. I'm trying to remember what you need to what you need to pop into Searchwise.net for that. I think it's something like Escape into Autumn or something. So yeah, Very worth the nice. butchers. Um, but yeah, had had myself a National Trust scone, oh, a cup of Earl Grey tea. Yeah,
1: like the, the, the monuments and everything's fine, but it's all mm. like, about the cafes with those places. Oh.
0: Isn't it? yeah, yeah, it's got to be done. Um, anyway, right, that's that's uh, me and me and my partner's birthday out of the way. Um, what about you, Matt? How did you celebrate turning, uh, what, 50, 53? Some, somewhere in that region, I'm guessing.
1: I turned 37, thank you very much. <laughs> and I'll thank you not to make that sort of joke again. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so, David, I, I started my birthday, so... In fact, my birthday was on the Saturday. I started celebrations on Friday night. Right. I basically just bought in loads of booze. And on digital streaming, I watched Clerks 3.
0: Right, uh, okay.
1: Because I'm, I'm a big fan. Clerks is one of my favourite films. Clerks 2 is okay. Clerks 3 sticks the land in. I really liked it. I thought it was pretty good.
0: Oh, good. Good to hear.
1: Um, And then I woke up on Saturday morning, my actual birthday, and I thought, I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to have a bacon sandwich for breakfast. Right. So I live relatively close to the supermarket, so I walked over, bought some bacon, bought some bread, and when I cooked it, David, it's the best bacon sandwich I've had in a very, very, very long time. And I've worked Mm. out the secret of a bacon sandwich. What's the secret? Uh, it's to not pay attention when you buy in the bacon and accidentally uh-huh. buy meat-free vegan vi- uh, bacon substitute, <laughs> which is absolutely <laughs> delicious.
0: Uh oh, which brand was it? Did you go? Uh,
1: I got Richmond. You know Richmond that make the oh big yes chickies, the sausages.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've, 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 I've had uh, Richmond's uh, bacon a couple of times. Yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah, it just tastes like smoky bacon crisps. It was lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like it and seemed impossible you... to overcook it as well.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I my partner prefers um, her bacon a bit underdone, but I'm of the opinion that you know it, it, there is no upper floor of on sort of how how crispy and blackened it can be. Um,
1: um, so then, so after yeah. that, I went for lunch with my mum and dad, and had a mm-hmm. lovely potted crab.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what? Well, tell me, as as someone who uh, I, I I must I must confess, I'm aware of the concept of of certainly potted shrimp. I've heard of what what is entailed in the act of potting a creature?
1: Right. Imagine a crab.
0: I'm imagining a crab. Yes.
1: Right, and imagine you turn it upside down so its belly's exposed, and you just rip off its belly.
0: Ah, uh, sounds horrific. Yeah. Right, okay. and
1: then whatever is inside it, you just punch to bits. So you've just got <laughs> like a, a a crab mush.
0: Can I can I check? Can I can I can I imagine the crab being dead during this process? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I watched Michael okay. Pierre White do this, where he was just punching a dead crab.
0: <laughs> then okay.
1: you put all the crab mush in a pot yeah then you melt some butter and pour that on the top right and then you put the whole thing in the fridge so the butter goes hard and it works as like a preservative like barrier so your crab lasts forever uh, but right. it also makes like weird crab butter that you can spread on bread
0: oh uh, right I'm with you yeah, yeah. it's intriguing
1: yeah, so whilst I fight for ethics in zoos, I'm not above punching a crab.
0: <laughs> but as I say, ideally, if we, if the if the da- if the crab could be pre-killed before yeah. you start ripping off its its exoskeleton and punching well, it to bits,
1: I think it's all the evil crabs that get done. They're all on death
0: row. Oh, um, okay. If it's evil yeah. crabs, that's
1: fine. yeah, like right. murder the policeman in the are... line of duty and <laughs> then. As a result, they get boiled yeah. and punched.
0: Yeah, uh, all, all the ones that that are on the cusp of mutating into giant crabs and attempting to uh, uh, take take over London. Those crabs, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, and then yeah. in the evening, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I went through to York. And you know the multiple like gardens of York, like the Museum Gardens, the Minster Gardens. Yes, indeed. They they've put up like sculptures but of
0: ghosts. Oh, cool.
1: So they're made of like really fine wire mesh. So Mm -hmm. they are like ghostly in their presentation. So Mm -hmm. me and my partner sort of followed the trail where you can see all the ghosts but we stopped in a lot of pubs and I got very, very drunk, <laughs> baby.
0: <laughs> did you get drunk enough to forget that they were pretend ghosts at any point? Um,
1: I did send a picture. One was a highwayman and a horse. and mm-hmm. I- When a lot of people sent me a message saying, how's your birthday going, I sent them that picture just going, sorry, go shit my pants, birthday ruined. <laughs> um... I also got very drunk and sent a lot of our uh, Doctor Who podcast friends just a text that said, "I hate Patrick Troughton." No
0: context. <laughs> I think we're already well aware. Yeah,
1: uh, and then Sunday. Oh, and then in fact, I was so drunk when I got into bed, I watched the entirety mm-hmm. of the film, The A Team. Um, it's not a very. Oh, good is that film. the sort of
0: like? Is that the sort of early noughties one?
1: Yeah. It's not very yeah. good, but I was really in no. the moment.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: And then on Sunday, I went and had a big pizza.
0: Ah, uh, can't so. beat a big pizza. Yeah.
1: And then so I got to spend like day I... with you.
0: <laughs> yes, of so course. the, the highlights just
1: keep on rolling.
0: Yes, indeed. Um, uh, speaking of which, Matt... Hello. Would you like to do one of our regular segments, or shall we roll straight into Wheelie Big Quiz?
1: Um, I mean, is there any Doctor Who news this week? Uh, uh, In only... fact, how about this for some news? Shooty Gambar's mm. birthday is the same day as mine.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Now, who looks how, better how with is their that? shirt unbuttoned? Me or him?
0: <laughs> I mean, it's you, obviously. A shoot is a close second, but...
1: Why have you chisot for Zeke when you can just have uh, big mantit?
0: <laughs> it's more or less the same effect with a shirt on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we all look the same in the dark, David.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, right. Uh, I do... Uh, I, I only ask because I do happen to have uh, this month's DWM next to me here, Matt. So, okay. um I'm afraid I shan't be sharing uh the uh offer for a for a free big finish uh release with you, Matt, because I'll be I'll be snagging that one. But okay. it's fine because you, you you know you've got access to my account anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, it was it was a bumper issue this month, Matt. Uh lots of lots of extra goodies. Uh there was a you could there, there's a diorama kit of the first doctor's tardis interior
1: oh, i can't wait to put that in the bin
0: yeah i had a lovely time putting that together with with little Zorbs this uh, this weekend um there's a, and there's a lovely supplement i'll be honest i've not looked much at the main magazine because i've been mostly so far focused on the supplement about um that sort of tying into the bbc's uh, centenary kind of looking at Doctor Who's history from the prism of what did it mean for the BBC at different points in its history, you know that, that looking at the sort of the BBC-ness of Doctor Who if you like mm-hmm. um, and and I picked up um, there's a I'm, genuinely for me, mind-blowing fact in there, which I hadn't realised you know how in the early days of BBC Productions and Doctor Who is a classic case of this Um, where TV shows were shot more or less like stage plays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were only allowed a tiny number of edits and stuff like that. I had always assumed that was largely down to budgetary and uh, technical restrictions. But it was actually a result of Equity, the Actors' Union, basically demanding that the BBC... uh, BBC TV productions uh, are shot in a period of no more than three times the length of the finished broadcast. So they would only have 75 minutes to shoot a 25 minute episode of television.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um, which is wild to think about. Um, that it was you know, it was just the actors union saying, no, we want to make our actors jobs as difficult as possible.
1: Well, they rose to the challenge because some of the performances ah. in early Who is just fantastic.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I think the I think the logic behind it is these are actors who, at that stage, you know, TV was the novelty. Their bread and butter was theatre, so their thinking was: we want this to be as as close to the experience of staging a theatrical production as possible, because that's what our actors are used to doing. But it's a world away from like you know nowadays a Hollywood film, you know they get the actors on set, shoot them for twenty seconds, and then they're off to their trailer for two hours whilst they're setting up the next shot. You know? mm-hmm. It's it's such, it's such a weird thing to think about that that um kind of that's where that came from. Anyway, I'm rambling, Matt. I'd, I I'd... <laughs> Don't worry um, about it. yeah. Um, but anyway, so. It's up to you, Matt, whether you would like to dip into the letters pages this week for um,
1: um, I don't know. We kinda cancelled Letters Letters last week. Uh, just pick one, David. Let's do it. Screw it.
0: Okay. Okay. Shall I just pick one at random? Yeah. Okay. Well, Matt, before I do, you need to, of course give me the official all clear. David. Yeah. Letters.
1: Letters.
0: Letters. Letters. Okie doke Matt. I'm going to pick the shortest one I can see on this page.
1: Does it just say hashtag Doctor Who?
0: Um no it just says it, it so this is from Lauren Neri in Brazil. It's exciting. Oh exciting. Yeah, yeah,
1: our old friend yeah. from Brazil. Haven't heard from yeah. him
0: in a while. So so Lauren says, my favorite 13th doctor story is it takes you away 2018 because of the scene where she meets a solid tract nobody was expecting it to be a frog. I thought it was very funny. Right well, high quality content. <laughs> It's a bad
1: episode, but that's not the worst bit, so I'll let him off with that.
0: <laughs> Still very much the opinion that that oh, episode is. I've just is... been
1: reminded how much I hate that blind girl.
0: No, it's it's a it's a banger of an episode, Matt. You'll come around to it one day when when we do our second watch through of all of New Who for the pod. Yeah,
1: when we get there,
0: yeah, <laughs> when we get there, you'll definitely come around on that one. Yeah. Um,
1: imagine if we just did all right, that. Matt. if we were like oh we've had enough we're just rebooting we're starting again another four years here we go
0: <laughs> it'll be, probably be five because you got to think about how much how much additional who will be shot because mm. when we started series 11 hadn't come out Matt
1: yeah yeah we started just as Jodie we- Whittaker was like announced wasn't it
0: yeah um, So, yeah, by the time, if we, if we, next year, if we started from from the beginning, for all I know, we could be catching up just in time for Shooty's regeneration story.
1: Well, as is tradition, (laughs) let's do it.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, dear. Right. Um, Willy Big Quiz?
1: Willy Big Quiz, David. So... David, if people don't know, Bit Quiz is our annual mm-hmm. charity fundraiser. This Glad year we're collecting for Cancer Research UK. Mm-hmm. And whilst all donations are greatly received, a donation of £50 pounds means a listener can suggest an episode for us to review. Yeah. Um, if we beat last year's Total David, I will watch the entirety of the TV show class for a second time in one sitting. <laughs> and for every £50 pounds we raise, David, a mystery item gets added to a sandwich that you're going to eat
0: uh, uh, Indeed, and I didn't know whether you wanted to address that now Because obviously donations are already rolling in So do you want to tell us who, um, some more about the charity we're, we're um, accepting donations for this year And then we can... Look at the current total and and, and get rolling on uh, what's going to be in my sandwich.
1: Yeah, so as I say, this year it's Cancer Research UK. Mm-hmm. So they are the world's leading cancer charity, dedicated to saving lives through research, influence and information. And their work is changing lives on a global scale.
0: Excellent stuff. Can you so tell I had a little bit, bit of
1: bump open in front of me?
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. But it's good to have a bit of context, isn't it? Um. So, Matt, how, how much have we raised at time of recording?
1: Right, well, I can't remember the exact total last week, but since then, David, mm-hmm. we've had some donations I'm going to run through before I give you a total. Okay. So, the first donation this week was from Mark, Mark of Quality Cockrum, who mm-hmm. said, Let's get to £1,000 so that David and Matt can share that passionate kiss. Bit of a scary yeah. reality that that could happen this year. <laughs> uh, so Mark was going yeah, to donate £20 with a £5 gift aid. Uh, oh, we then nothing. had an anonymous donation of £10 that just says best of luck. So I think that might be from John Barrowman.
0: <laughs> well, should we just assume all the, all of the anonymous yeah. donations are from John Barrowman?
1: He's like best of luck getting through my shitty TV show. Right, then we had one from BT Flibbity Giggard, who says, if you get to a thousand, you have to do an episode on Morbius. Now, there's a problem here, David. Yes. Because if we get to a thousand pounds, we're going to kiss.
0: Yes, indeed. We
1: openly said we're not doing any suggestions other than episodes of Doctor Who. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And to suggest an episode, you have to donate £50, pounds, and BT's only done 30 So I think BT really needs to work on their listening skills.
0: <laughs> right. Also, we've already done the Braid of Morbius, haven't we?
1: Yeah, it was class. Yeah, He had a little crab hand and a little bowling ball head.
0: He did, he and did. And he had
1: a big ogre friend man.
0: Hmm. Right. Unless there's more, un- more Morbius content out there that I'm unaware of. I mean, there definitely will be. It's Doctor Who. Anyway, ca- carry on. Well, who's next, that?
1: Uh, the next one, David. Sound the Rod Henderson alarm. It's Rod Henderson.
0: Ah, uh, Rod Henderson. What a good egg he is. Yeah.
1: So he says, money's tight, so I'm sorry it's not more. Don't worry, Rod. All donations greatly received. I'll try and donate more at the end of the month or next month. But much love to you both. Yeah, it could be much love between us if we hit a thousand pounds. Indeed. Uh, Then we had a donation for Sonia, who has Mm. donated one hundred US dollars. Now,
0: good lord! I
1: I can only assume that's about eight hundred pounds in the current climate. (laughs)
0: yes one one must one must uh,
1: sonya says excited for another year of willie big quiz hoping we get to a thousand pounds for well she's put a thousand dollars it's a thousand pounds work on your listening skills <laughs> she says this first donation is in honor of her friend tia alice who passed away from ovarian cancer so why don't we oh, donate man. why don't we dedicate the willie big quiz to Sonia's friend this year david
0: Yeah, why not?
1: Let's go for it. And the last donation, David, comes from our mutual friend, Andy, who says, I'm sure you'll beat last year's with £20. Mm. So I set our target, David, this year of £648, because that's how much we raised last year. Yeah. We've currently raised 43% of that in a week, and the total stands at £283.
0: Crikey. Are yeah. mm.
1: you ready, lover boy. That's. <laughs>
0: Pucker up. It, it it is looking like a distinct possibility this year, isn't it? Mm. So um so run 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 those numbers by me again, just so I can um figure out how many ingredients I'm adding here. So it's four hundred and how how many pounds? Uh,
1: so the target is six hundred and forty-eight. Yeah, we've currently raised two hundred and eighty-three. Oh,
0: there we go. Yeah, sorry. So we're on
1: five ingredients thus far.
0: Mm. Okay, so Matt, I've got a list of twenty-five here. If oh, we, if we, if we wait. absolutely, if we absolutely smash it and we get past one thousand two hundred fifty pounds, I'm going to have to just uh, open the floor for suggestions yeah. because I I ran out of steam after twenty-five. <laughs> wow. So for con, I will say. Most of these ingredients are things that I would happily put in a sandwich. Some of them are a little bit... Uh, they're all things that I would like to eat, but not necessarily in the context of a sandwich. Um, and certainly all of them together are, is not something that I'm looking forward to the prospect of. So, right. with that in mind... Let's see. You never know. You might You might pick... You might unwittingly pick... Um, a really lovely combination to get us off uh, the ball rolling here. But we shall see. So, can you pick your first number between 1 and 25?
1: Okay. Man? Well, I'm going to go double barrel because it was my birthday, David. I'm going to go 15 mm-hmm. and 10 because my birthday is the 15th of the
0: 10th. Okay. So, 15. So, the first ingredient that we are adding to my to my uh, <coughs> New Year's sandwich is... Um, is a vegetarian ham alternative. Ooh, So, yeah. As you um, know,
1: I'm a big and,
0: fan. Mm-hmm. And it's looking good so far because the extra ingredient, uh, number 10, is um, a, a classic, um, I don't know, a bit of free product place with them. Uh, Branston sandwich pickle. Oh. So, ham and pickle. <laughs> That's looking all right so <laughs> far, That's sober, a isn't nice it? sandwich. It is, so far. Uh, okay, so but we've, got, we've got three pickle, more to add on. I
1: hope you don't have vinegary lips when I smooch it. <laughs> um, well, since it was your partner's birthday, is that the 14th?
0: That's the 14th, yeah. yeah let's go so 14. Add okay, things are getting more complex now, Matt. <laughs> okay. we, you have just added to the sandwich a Tunnock's caramel wafer. ho, 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 ho.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: That's going to be an interesting combination with the Branston Pickle.
1: Yep. Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> I like it. Okay. Right. Two be- more to go.
1: Because he's the best Doctor, let's go for number three. John Pertwee.
0: Mm. Lovely bit of cream cheese. Right. Okay.
1: Uh, and... I'm going to go number 23, David Beckham's football number.
0: Mmm. Uh, again, lovely pairing with the caramel wafer. A nice dollop of tuna mayonnaise.
1: Oh, tuna and ham.
0: Mmm, tuna and ham.
1: With a lovely biscuity <laughs> wafer in the middle.
0: <laughs> so there we go. Already, <laughs> not looking forward to that, Matt. No, and we've I... got a long way to go. Yep, yep. I'm looking
1: forward... This is already my favourite segment of the show. <laughs>
0: right. I, I hope to, to make it clear as well, this is a one-time deal. Yeah. I, I am not doing this next year.
1: <laughs> no, it'll be my turn, and you've got to watch all of class.
0: Oh, God. Well, I have right. to watch it three times.
1: Yeah, you've... I mean, the number... It grows exponentially every year. <laughs> Right, David, Wheelie Big Quiz. Yes, let's do it. Now, I put the opportunity out to our listeners to submit some questions. Yes. But they haven't. (laughs) (laughs) So, David, just for one week, me and you are having a treat. Okay. Okay, because I'm putting Wheelie Big Quiz on pause for one week, David. Right. So, me and you can embark on our favourite celebrity quiz. David, Mm -hmm. welcome to Shooting Stars. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the celebrity TV quiz, Shooting Stars.
0: Oh, fantastic. We're completely switching up the format here, are we?
1: Yep. So, all Uh. questions are lifted from an episode of Shooting Stars I watched this week. (laughs) You'll notice earlier today, David, I sent you a list.
0: Yes, you did indeed. Okay.
1: Those are the categories, David, from the Dove from Above Round. (laughs) So, can I ask you to beckon down the Dove, please?
0: Um... I'm, I'm really bad at doing the tongue twills, but like... Excellent. Right. Yeah. So, David,
1: with your face like a crate of bad memories. <laughs> with your face like a fire-damaged apricot. Your face like an awkward flannel. And what I saved, because I thought you'd like this... David, with your face like a gloomy Welsh monument. (laughs) Are you sitting comfortably, David?
0: I am. I I, I, I am also thinking to myself, for any of our listeners who are not already Vic and Bob fans, this must be utterly impenetrable right now. And, And to be clear, this is... It's only going to get worse for me. (laughs) We've never got to the questions yet. So,
1: just to confirm, the categories, David, are celebrity, geography, age, science, music, entertainment, and nursery rhyme. So, David, Mm. can I ask you to pick a topic, please? Uh,
0: Can I have science, Matt?
1: Oh, he's gone for science. So, true Mm. or false... Question, David. Okay. True or false? Women's ear hair stings like a nettle if not grasped firmly.
0: <laughs> uh, I think that's true.
1: It's gone true. Uh, David, it's false.
0: Ah, oh. it's false. This is just normal. Sure. Hair. <laughs> yeah, I should have known. I should have it known. It
1: stings you, however you grasp it. <laughs> okay, do you want to pick another another category, David?
0: I would love nothing more. Should, should we have music?
1: Music. Okay, oh, it's a pop music question, David. It's true or false again. Oh,
0: shaky ground for me already.
1: True or false? Popular boy band Westlife. Were named after Fred West.
0: <laughs> now, uh, as a little as a little aside, Matt, did you know I used to live a stone's throw away from the house of Fred and Rose West? Oh
1: wow!
0: Yeah. I thought you were going to say it from Westlife. Oh. It'd have been a happier story. <laughs> Yeah, no, sadly not. No, <laughs> uh, they they've. It's, it's really weird because they've, they've flattened the, the area where their house was. So it's just like a normal row of houses, and there's just this weird gap in the middle, like a missing tooth. Oh. Um, really strange experience. But anyway, that's by the by. Um, I'm going to say probably false.
1: It is false. It'd be silly, yes. wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> it would. It would be a very strange PR choice, wouldn't it?
1: Right. Next question, David, do you want to pick?
0: Um, Let's have geography.
1: Ah, oh, geography. Now, this is a question about our beloved Midlands, David.
0: Ah, uh, yes, indeed. My old stomping ground.
1: Okay. Can you complete <coughs> the spelling of the name of this Midlands town? Mm. D... D U D L E.
0: D U D L E. I believe it would be Y. Uh,
1: Because I'm going there on my holidays. (laughs)
0: It's
1: a good joke, that, isn't
0: it? Yes, indeed. It's a classic.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So, David, you have celebrity, age, entertainment, or nursery rhyme to go?
0: Let's go. Um, entertainment.
1: Entertainment. Okay, David, which famous quiz featured the phrase, come on down?
0: Am I right in thinking that. Oh what is that is it stars in your eyes no it's not is it uh, I can't remember that I'm, I'm going to stick with my first answer even though I know it's wrong oh,
1: no, sorry, it's Dave. not even the really an-
0: quiz that is it
1: the answer was wheelie big quiz I literally just said it <laughs> right so entertainment age or celebrity David
0: um,
1: oh, no, nursery we, rhyme. We got nursery rhyme, celebrity. yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, let's have nursery rhyme.
1: It's another true or false, David.
0: Okay, I'm ready for this.
1: Two of the three blind mice were disability benefit fraudsters.
0: <laughs> oh... I hope that's false. I'm going to say false, but I'd be so disappointed if it turned out that it was true.
1: It is true, David.
0: Oh, no. How Double did they know when they were running? It's <laughs> a good point.
1: Okay. Final two questions, David. Age or celebrity?
0: Let's go celebrity first.
1: Celebrity. It's a two-part question, David. Okay. Both true or false? Okay, so true or false, Jeremy Irons. True. No, he's got an assistant that does it for him.
0: Ah oh, Rich folk. Right, okay.
1: True or false, Ronnie Wood.
0: Ah, oh, that's gotta be true.
1: Yeah, he bloody wood, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. Done it before, he'll do it again. <laughs> okay. And final question, David. Age.
0: Age.
1: Okay, so Macaulay Culkin is a child, but can you name an adult? <sighs>
0: oh. <I'm> g- <sighs> it's awful. It's a sign of the times that this was the f- the first one that popped into my head. Given that I feel like he barely counts, but my f- genuinely, when I was just trying to think of any adult. The first one that came into mind was Jacob Rees-Mogg. Oh,
1: I'm sorry, the answer was Tom Petty.
0: Oh. yeah, but I guess that's a better example. But not um, bad. Yeah.
1: But, well, well, there we we'll go. We'll just stick a tenor oh, in either way.
0: All oh, right. Just because okay. okay. the what listeners can't do?
1: be asked to write some <laughs> questions, I just thought we'd have some fun.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Probably stick a tenor into the quiz. Maybe also we might need to stick a tenor in into uh, Vic and Bob's pockets as well. Yeah, <laughs> For mercilessly ripping off their material.
1: Yeah, well, some people won't have heard it, so they'll just assume, <laughs> you know, we wrote those jokes.
0: <laughs> uh. Anyway. Anyway. Um. That can was I fun, th- Matt. I enjoyed can I ask that.
1: You one final question.
0: Of course, you can.
1: What did you think of the episode Captain Jack Harkness?
0: I was very bored for the majority of this episode, Matt. It's
1: awful, isn't I it? I don't
0: think it was... Oh, I See, that's the thing. I don't think it is... I don't think I can go out a and say it's straight up bad. I think it is a lot better overall than most of what we've seen from this series of Torchwood. But i couldn't get into it i found it really slow and dull and it seemed to be very satisfied with itself if that makes sense
1: i just thought it was the same old formulaic rubbish we get every week every week's the same
0: I think it's... Uh, I mean, it's interesting. I was thinking about this because it it was again written by Catherine Tr- Trigana, and it is almost an inversion of her previous episode, Out of Time, in that we have members of Torchwood going back in the past rather than random people from the past coming to the present and interacting with Torchwood, you know. Mm. Um, but... I mean, it, it's it, it, again, it, it's super obvious that this is a show being written by Doctor Who fans who are probably a little bit frustrated that they don't have access to the TARDIS. Because yeah. they just want to write proper time travel. And they keep having to sort of weasel it in somehow. Yeah.
1: Like in this, they just walk through a door and it's time travel.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... Uh, like i say i think okay pros pros of this episode uh i think it's got a very good use of location which i think gives it gives it a nice flair and and it makes visually distinct you know we're, we're not in bloody cardiff car parks again that's nice I appreciated that about it um uh I like that we got more for Tosh to do because I feel she has been she is one of the better cast members and she is underserved by and large in this show, so I appreciated that um and I'm sure I had one more positive thing to say about this, but I know it it slipped my mind that <laughs> um oh what else can i say that's positive about it i do think i do think at its core there's there's a reasonably good little time travel story in here um you know send, the sort of the treasure hunt aspect sending messages from you know from the past to the future and, yeah but um,
1: they only do that once I thought it was going to be, like, a big chase. But it's just like, uh, you looked in that tin and found it. Well done.
0: Yeah. Yeah, more could have been made of that, for sure. Uh, And there was also a very... a real head-scratching element to that, which we'll get to um, when time comes. But I think, yeah, I think the, the thing that really killed this for me was the pacing of it. For for a story where you've got two characters trapped in the past and facing the very distinct possibility that they may never see their loved ones again. It has a really lethargic pace about it.
1: Plus we've seen that plot done better elsewhere.
0: Oh, we we absolutely have. Um but I you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to take it for what it is, you know. Um but a lot of people really really seem to like this one and i hate i hate coming away from an episode feeling like it's just it's all just been a bit emperor's new clothes but i really struggled to see what it is that people like so much about this one because i yeah. it's just dull
1: but the people that yeah. like this one are those bloody dullards that like old Doctor Who and defend <laughs> it blindly, incapable of critical thought.
0: <laughs> so I, I I take it you you were even more down on it than me, Matt. You, you didn't have a good time with this. I, I just
1: thought it was absolute crap, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, I mean, oh, oh, that was the thing that I was going to say. I do think again, I, you know, and credit because I think. Catherine Tricana's previous episode was was the other was the high water mark for this. This felt like they I, I, it wasn't suffering from the usual Torchwood syndrome of trying to be really grown up by just throwing in as much swearing and and, and sex references as possible. It felt a little more genuine, genuinely mature,
1: okay.
0: rather than just you know, a g- giddy schoolboy kind I think, of I think mature. that's what
1: they're trying to do here. Yeah. But it's hard for it to be sincere when it's John Barrowman. <laughs>
0: you know, like I- I will the say, guy's just I will a
1: say... end, isn't he? So when he's trying to play it emotional I was just like, I don't care John, you're an absolute wronger. <sighs>
0: He is not this show's greatest asset. No. Let's put it that way. And it's a shame because I do think... I still maintain that the Peppy uh, a version of Captain Jack that we get in RTD era, who is a good character... And John Barrowman is well cast in that role and does it well. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can take that away from him. You know, set aside his personal failings. Um, and I think you you have to say hand on heart, that is an entertaining character and he plays the part well. We were entertained by him. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think one of the biggest failings of Torchwood is and even here we get a Captain Jack centric episode and they have not managed to bring that sense of fun over with this character and they've kind of retooled him as some sort of moody secretive pff, misery guts yeah but at the same and,
1: time just every episode's them going he's mysterious isn't he what do you think, yeah. what do you think that's about And then they
0: never do anything with it. It's tedious. It's tedious. You know... I don't... I don't want... I don't want a lead character to be just an inscrutable downer in every scene. Mm. I want some vulnerability. I want some layers. I want some humour. Goodness me, like... One of the great joys of Captain Jack in Doctor Who is that he is funny. There is nothing fun, you know. He so rarely gets a funny line in Torchwood. Um, so yeah, I'm struggling with that, and this this episode to me just it, it doesn't it doesn't do enough to bridge the gap between the two characterizations. I'm still left feeling like this is a different Captain Jack, and I want the old one back. So, yeah. Um, Sorry, listeners. I think it's going to be another forty-five minutes of me and Matt just sort of moaning (laughs) about. Do you know what? I'm
1: I'm not sorry. If you like this, (laughs) get a get a life. Have a serious word with yourself.
0: Uh, my, My 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 main hope with these episodes, Matt is that there are other listeners out there who have had a similar experience to us with Torchwood and are just feeling their, their opinions being validated for the first time in a while and, and just thinking, goodness, not everybody loves this show. Because um, yeah, I do feel there is a lot of pressure on you as a Doctor Who fan these days. And like, if you're if you're someone who is like serious and active in the fandom, that like, Torchwood has to be part of the equation. And I've resisted it for so long, and I've resisted it because I kind of, I kind of knew on an instinctual level, it's not my cup of tea.
1: No, but that, and, that's and, upsetting. Yeah. Uh, imagine if your defining character trait is. Oh well I'm a I'm a pretty big dog in the Doctor Who online community. Mm. Like, go outside. <laughs> you know, get some yes. sunshine.
0: Fortunately I've I've never had any aspirations towards status within the fandom. Um and that that's not why I do this podcast, you know. Um, I I do it because I'm, I'm active in the Doctor Who fandom because I love Doctor Who, and I think that's probably enough. That should, that should really be the sole credential one needs. And by love Doctor Who, I mean not not love Doctor Who in the sense that you've seen it all and you have an encyclopedic knowledge of it, but just, like I say, if you've only ever watched one episode of Doctor Who, but you adored it and you're looking forward to seeing more, welcome you are part of the doctor Who fandom that's all it takes no gatekeeping we don't need that um, but yeah I, I have always had this back of my head and, and I think part of it is that sort of like that completest urge as well that I want I want to tick it all off the spreadsheet um, but oh it must be said i'm I'm not God, not having a good time with this one no.
1: right, Should we just get it out of the way okay,
0: yes, I think we'd better I think we'd better
1: yeah. right, this is Captain Jack Harkness it's episode 12 of series 1 from the 4th of January 2007 written by Catherine Tregaina and directed by Ashley
0: Way yeah direction right. was decent as well, I will say in this episode, can't say that about everyone that we've watched so far no, no, I think some of the the editing has dated it in some like, you know, crash zooms on Gwen just looking in a cupboard,
1: okay. <laughs> stuff like that. She does nothing to endear herself to us this week, does she?
0: Oh God, no! She's a lost cause, man. Right, absolutely a lost cause.
1: So the episode opens with the stealthy undercover Torchwood fan driving around, blaring its (laughs)
0: horn. Weaving about like a lunatic as well. Yeah,
1: (coughs) covert. Deep undercover. This this show is shit. Absolute shit. (laughs) Right. In fact, these are the only bits I liked. When they stood in front of the door talking, there was a Vote Saxon poster. That made me smile for half a second.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I spotted that.
1: Uh, Tosh's granddad is 88 and her and Jack are at the Ritz dance hall I also like that some of the graffiti said Bad Wolf
0: oh I, I didn't spot that one though yeah nice but
1: all that did was serve to remind me that there are better shows out there than this mm-hmm. absolute monkey's arse of a TV show <laughs> right they hear some old music and it turns out they've temporal shifted to wartime Britain Oh no, David, they're stuck in 1941. Yeah. Okay, so after the credits, Owen wakes up as Ianto monitors the rift, because it turns out that's Ianto's job this week. Uh,
0: Oh, yeah. Nice that he's got something to do.
1: Yeah. He's an absolute cock as well. Right, so
0: they can't... don't, Don't get me started on Ianto this week.
1: Right. They try can't to call Tosh, doing with him. Uh, but she can't answer the phone because she's, what, mm-hmm. 60 years in the past. So yep. Tosh starts shouting and draws the attention of the crowd. Owen wants to use Tosh's data to open the rift and get Diane back. So it turns out that the rift in Cardiff is just some maths, and you can you can just work <laughs> it out, and then it just rifts. Yeah, with maths. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's right. probably
1: that God formula thing that we saw.
0: Oh, from School Reunion? Yeah. Yeah, maybe.
1: So, Owen basically thinks, well, if Tosh has gone back in time through the rift, I can open it, go back in time, get Diane and come back. Uh, so, whilst Tosh and Jack are working out what happens, Tosh is stolen away to dance.
0: I, w- I uh, will say, can, uh, if just pause for a second, because as someone who I really... Uh, I mean, I've said before, out of time, best episode by Country Mile. And I think the the the, the relationship between... Um, uh, why am I suddenly blanking on his name? Uh, Owen and Diane was the most interesting of the three threads in that episode. Um, I like that we're not just ignoring that. I hope it's not just a case of it's the same writer, so she's she's going back to that well and all the other writers are going to ignore it i'd be quite i cuz i have no idea whether whether that character's coming back or or, or anything but I, that would be kind of nice wouldn't it if we could mm. maybe cuz certainly from from owen's perspective there's unfinished business there
1: yeah, and it'd it, be nice to have a thread to you know tie that together
0: yeah, because let's be honest, this show has been sorely lacking in any aspect of serialisation. Or quality. though we do get, yeah, we do get reminded later of the worst episode of the series. Yes. with the anto, but uh, right. Yes. Anyway.
1: So I put Gwen investigates, but Gwen thinks the best mm. thing to do when you're looking for two people who've gone missing is to just shout their name very loud. Uh, <laughs> but it does work. Jack kind of hears Gwen calling. Uh, yeah. Jack then has a fight with Tosh's dance partner for a bit, until mm-hmm. a military man intervenes. A military mm-hmm. man by the name Captain Jack Harkness.
0: Dun dun dun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Owen and Deanto are trying to trace what's going on, and they see an old photo that is taken yeah. featuring Jack, Tosh, and Captain Jack Harkness. Right, yeah. So Jack has to tell old Jack that his name's James Harper, and Jack says, I stole his name. I know too much. Mm-hmm. I'd go as far as to say he knows the absolute bare essentials.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically. Right. It's not like he knows a man's life story or anything, is it?
1: No, no. Knows his name and not much else. Uh, Tosh hears Gwen calling and the laptop that Tosh has brought back in time with her, the battery starts dying. So mm-hmm. Tosh needs to begin writing down the formula for the Rift. It, it'd have been more interesting if the formula for the Rift had been mentioned before this. All of a sudden, it's the most yeah. important thing in the world.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like there's not there's not been... Groundwork to give this episode stakes, really, I don't think. Um, also, could Tosh not have taken a photo of the screen with her phone, which presumably had more battery life, and then she could have also written it down and made a hard copy based off the... I mean, I guess phones cameras weren't as good, but...
1: I mean, I know it's fairly complex, but it seems pretty important. Could she not have committed it to memory?
0: Yeah, or, or maybe... <laughs> Like I said, say it it, it. it it felt like a bit of a plot contrivance. It's it's yeah, all I say. Put, that's me? putting it lightly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: so this is where we meet Billis, the dance hall manager, mm-hmm. and he, you know, spots all of Tosh's notes, yeah. and as we get the revelation that he might be a pretty bad guy, he appears mm-hmm. in the present with Gwen.
0: Yeah. So, he's just classic, creepy, mysterious old man.
1: Yeah, who can time travel.
0: Can he? Or is he just immortal?
1: Well, either way, he's got one up on the geniuses at Torchwood.
0: Yeah. Um, But anyway, like, I don't know. That guy's performance, it was fine. There was nothing technically wrong with it. I don't know whether to criticise the performance or the writing... But I just kind of felt like for, for a mysterious antagonist. I never really. I don't know. He didn't feel there wasn't there was no sort of imposing quality there.
1: No, the stakes don't seem very high, do they? If all you're up against is an old man with a secret. <laughs> yeah. No. As we got to the end of yeah. the series, I was like, oh, right, we must be getting something. Not just an old man with a secret.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I am assuming he's going to be back next week.
1: Imagine if he's not.
0: <laughs> I guess he might not. That might have been it, but I mean... Imagine oh, if God.
1: next week it's that estate agent from last week. <laughs> he's just back. <laughs> right. Uh, Tosh speaks to a navigator to try and work out a way home, and Old Jack's lady friend arrives. Yeah. Uh, Ianto can't find pictures of Jack past the night in question that everything's happening. Ianto. Yeah. He's too good for a butler. He's absolutely honest. He's like James Bond. <laughs> like he can solve everything, and you know when it gets yeah. to the crunch. He does not fear the crunch.
0: No, indeed.
1: Right, so he recognises Billis in the photo just from Gwen's description. And he just jumps mm-hmm. into the, the captain's chair and he's like, right, I'm extracting you. Um, yeah. Owen obviously points out, he's like, well, you're not in charge, so be quiet. Um, Everyone's a little bit racist to Tosh until the two Jacks yeah. step in. Uh, Billis kind of confronts Tosh in a weird way, and Owen wants to build a rift manipulator. Never, never mentioned. Never heard of them until today.
0: Yeah, no, but they've got one in the cupboard. It turns out.
1: <laughs> yeah. So Ianto confronts Owen about Diane and says, you being selfish, we don't know what opening the rift will do. Uh, and then Owen just goes, well, what about when your girlfriend was in the cupboard downstairs? So it's great yeah. to get heart back to Cyberwoman, the best Cyberwoman yes. story in Doctor yeah, Who continuity. I,
0: I love being reminded of that. Um, I will say, it was hard to get invested in that scene, because... It's one of those classic, like, well, you're both awful and you're both wrong, so shut up. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, it, it, it wasn't like, it wasn't this sort of, like, great ethical tussle, which I think it was being presented as.
1: No, I was kind of hoping they'll simultaneously just shoot each other dead.
0: Hmm. But we get is a little bit more one way, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Um, so the Rift Manipulator has a piece missing. Uh, yeah. Then back in the past, old Jack says goodbye to his girlfriend, and Jack tells him to go kiss her goodbye. She says, "I love you," and old Jack isn't happy about that because he fears he's leading his men to the slaughter. Mm-hmm. And new Jack is like, because he obviously knows what's coming,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And then in my favourite scene, I'll write, I'll read this word for word how I've written it. Gwen stalks Billis whilst Dianto does maths.
0: <laughs> yeah. Plus... I mean, G- G- Gwen is just nothing in this episode, isn't she?
1: Plus, what is this maths, right? Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but they keep going, oh, it's cosine over sine. Isn't that what you use to work out the angles of a triangle? <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I, it could be. It's a it's a long time since I did my GCSE maths, so um, I couldn't, I couldn't really. I'm certain uh, that's to do with that.
1: Pythagoras.
0: Sure, um, w- certainly, it's it's nonsense maths, and yeah. it's basically just. I don't know, Doctor. The Doctor Who universe has always basically treated science as magic, and I think that's fine but I think in order to do that well you have to have established an environment in which one can easily suspend one's disbelief uh-huh. and Torchwood has summarily failed to establish that environment over the course of the last however many weeks yeah. Um, so yeah
1: Absolute garbage, this program. Okay, so Tosh begins to leave clues for Torchwood in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and an air raid siren sounds as she hides plans for Gwen. Um, yeah. Owen starts to raid Billis's office and finds a safe, but it's empty. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me. When Toshi's Polaroid photo um, of her equation starts to develop, it turns out there's a part missing. So mm. she looks how to write a clue, and she does it in blood like an absolute loose unit. For someone who's the most unflappable stable member of the team, she's just like, oh, best, best just slip my hand open. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in a room a touch. where there are hundreds of tins of paint, She thinks
0: that's the best option. It was a touch over dramatic, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, it's a large building that there'd surely be a pot of ink somewhere. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's a 1940s. It's like in the 1940s, you were never more than about 10 feet away from a pot of ink.
1: She's. It was a bit out of character.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Right. Owen hears loads of clocks going off and sees the pendulum in one of the grandfather clocks, and it's the missing rift manipulator piece. How on earth did that oh. get there?
0: <laughs> maybe we'll find out, maybe we won't. I mean, at the it's, moment, it's, it's escape room logic, isn't it?
1: <laughs> it? It's like a Resident Evil puzzle. <laughs> you know, where you unlock a door with a picture of a dog's head. And then you go in someone's <laughs> office and they've got a photograph of a, their beloved dog. It's, it's insanity, is what it is.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Right. Uh, so, yeah, Gwen keeps searching for the formula. Billis appears in the air raid shelter in the past to release everyone. Uh, Gwen finds Tosh's formula, but Billis had scrubbed part of it out.
0: Yes, now... I don't understand. Why did he put it back?
1: Why didn't he just put the whole thing in his fireplace?
0: Exactly. Exactly. If he just doesn't want it getting into the hands, rather than just scrubbing out, what, 5% of the formula? Yeah. Ball it up, toss it in the bin, chuck it in the fire, rip it to pieces. There are so. It's a piece of paper. There are so many ways to dispose of a piece of paper. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that again, that maybe maybe we'll get an expert like that's. This is why I'm clinging on to basically that what we have here is actually a lot of setup for next week.
1: If if next week, it's... like, absolutely redeems this series, imagine how apologetic I'm going to be.
0: Uh, I'll be honest, Matt. I don't. I, I. I'd be very surprised if it does. Yeah. Very surprised. Um, I'm just checking. Is next week that next week's the last one, right?
1: I bloody hope so. It's
0: got to be. I'm just going to check that now. Normally, I pop on and do, and do this at the end. I'm certain
1: house. it is. I'm certain we've always said it's 13 episodes, and this is episode 12.
0: Yeah. What would you say if I suddenly told you we had two more?
1: Um, I'd refuse I'd be like (laughs) our verbal agreement was for 13 episodes
0: (laughs) I'm just waiting my phone's just taking an age to load here hang on right okay yeah no I I can confirm next week is the last one
1: right so Jack and Jack have a little chat again and Mm -hmm. Owen tries to start the rift machine uh, he unlocks Jack's secret safe and there's all sorts of old shite in there. Mm-hmm. So, Owen... Sorry, Ianto asks Owen not to open the rift and thinks, actually, this is all part of Billis's plan. They're all being manipulated. It's a trap.
0: mm mm-hmm. uh,
1: Jack tells Tosh how old Jack dies and is a bit sad he can't save him. And Ianto... Now threatens Owen with a gun. And Owen says, well, you're just the tea boy So he shoots okay. Owen in the shoulder as the machine begins.
0: Okay, now, Matt. I, I, we, we've established Torchwood is an unconventional workplace. However, when we've got to the point of colleagues threatening one another with Guns.
1: There's been a crescendo over the I mean, series, hasn't there?
0: Well, there, there really has. There really, and this is coming off the back of them basically tearing chunks out of each other over their dysfunctional relationships with women. Um, absolutely everyone on this show is just a complete basket case. They all just need to 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 just pack it in and seek immediate therapy. <laughs> and it that that's i in, in some ways i think it's the most beneficial way to look at this series it's just basically an allegory a a a a a a public information film warning about the dangers of um not keeping your mental health in check
1: yeah
0: because, okay, look, I, I get I get that the idea here is it would be dangerous to the open the rift and we don't know what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, Owen is just trying to solve a problem and get his teammates back, which is what you do in these situations. Um, and Ianto's response, because it's like... D- and did Jack sit him down beforehand and say, "Now look, we know that we've got the we've got the technological capability to open the rift. Just sat there in that cupboard over there, but I don't want us to actually use it. And if anyone tries, you do have my permission to murder them." Yeah. Is <laughs> has that conversation been had? Because if not, Ianto has absolutely overstepped his authority.
1: Plus. In this scene as well, I don't know if mm. it's they were trying to make Ianto look a bit tougher and a bit cooler, but I, I couldn't work out if they were giving him like a strained emotional voice or if he was just doing a Batman voice. Because <laughs> instead of like going, don't 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 make me do this, blah, 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 he, he's just like, Don't make me do this. <laughs> oh it stop! I'm an 80s action <laughs> hero. Like
0: oh, his voice
1: God. just totally changes.
0: I'll be honest, I think I I forget his name. Bloke who plays Yanto. not look, I don't I don't like being this this blunt about it, but I I think I kind of have to be in this instance. But the bloke who plays Yanto, shit actor. He
1: is stealing just... the living, isn't he? <laughs>
0: he's not good at this and we've you know we've we've said before you know um oh what well, i'm I'm blanking on everyone's names though it's it's like um the lady plays gwen she i feel it is is probably like competent but seems a bit out of a depth in this show uh Yant- he and the guy who plays Yanto, I genuinely don't understand how he got cast in a, in a major BBC production because you know you, you will see better acting at your, your local provincial art centre most Friday evenings
1: Yeah, or just one of those lunatics in the city centre that shouts about Jesus <laughs> right big fan of that
0: at least they've got they they've got a degree of sincerity that yeah. that's, uh this chap uh, doesn't manage to sell us on. I think uh, anyway. Look, I'm sorry. I I feel I feel bad saying that because at the end of the day, everybody can have an off day and t- t- taste is subjective. Yada yada yada. So I, I don't want to seem like I'm just being cruel for the sake of being cruel. But it really it we've we've gone almost the whole way through this series. And I'm still left scratching my head with Yanto as a character. Like I don't, no. I don't know what the thinking is here.
1: I absolutely abhor this as a form of entertainment. <laughs> In fact, it's not. I'm not even entertained by it.
0: No, that's as an the experience. trouble. Like, it it is rare that we sit down to talk about an episode of Doctor Who. And our main takeaway is, is this was just badly made and boring to watch. It does not happen sometimes. That.
1: Even when it's that's... badly made and boring to watch, we'll be able to pick it apart. And I think,
0: yeah.
1: and I'm kind of putting the onus on you more than me here, mm-hmm. but you care enough to have that discussion. Neither of us care for
0: yeah. this. Yes. Yeah, I, I I agree though. I think there's just this. there's not enough meat on the bones here, is there? No.
1: Right, I'm mm. gonna race through this. Right. Actually, okay, Hero Ianto was shot Owen as the machine begins. Um is Torchwood HQ just a TARDIS now? It's got uh, one of well, those things that goes up and down like the middle of the TARDIS control.
0: Oh, I didn't, I didn't miss that. I didn't spot that even.
1: Yeah. No, I
0: can't just have a time rotor sitting around at the back there. Surely. That's what it
1: looks like. Right.
0: Mm. Old Jack invites okay.
1: New Jack to dance. They're about to kiss, but the rift opens. Then I've got yeah. they do a big kiss, just like me and you, David, when we reach £1,000 yeah. on the Wheel of Big Quiz. And,
0: okay, let's not, let's not be around the bush. It, it's not just a big kiss. They kiss for fucking ages.
1: Yeah, they're kissing us. That old Jack is probably glad he dies because he'd be getting booted out of the army otherwise. (laughs) He'd be disgraced.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm not. Okay. I I, I don't think this was groundbreaking, but I think this is, you know, this was made in a period where this is not something you saw on TV every day. Um, And I think we have to acknowledge that. I do think given the period setting it stretches credulity that he'd be willing to openly kiss another man in front of so many other people. Mm. That that to me feels just, I'm just a little bit like really you know I I mean maybe that I don't yeah uh, and That was my initial thought. I, you know, and I and, I, and uh, be happy to pick up that discussion elsewhere if people um, have any thoughts about that. But uh, but yeah, I I, I really it, that baffled me slightly. And then just on the practical level, someone has literally, I mean, who knows what kind of magic science nonsense has gone on? But they have managed to rip open a doorway for you to get back to your to your time period, and, you know. You would assume in that moment, clocks are ticking. But Jack's like, no, no, no. I must snog this doomed stranger f- first. I mean, what's... What's Jack's motivation there? No. To do that?
1: Just to um, get a man shot. Maybe he was shot yeah. in the back by his own men.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the thing surprised so yeah i mean the whole i am all for for diverse representation on tv i really am i think the 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 more different voices you have um in front of and behind the camera the more exciting and interesting your television can be that is only a good thing uh however this to me felt contrived to the point that it, it it took me even further out of the story than I already was. And that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Right. So I think if... if yeah, anyway, let, sorry, I, let's not dwell on it anymore. Let, let, we've but only got it, a little yeah. bit
1: left. Right. So yeah. the rift opens, they're all back in the present. Owen and Ianto argue about who was right. I'll give you a big clue. It was Owen, because he's safe anymore. <laughs> um <laughs> And then Jack and Tosh have a drink.
0: Yeah, that's and that's kind of drink. it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So there we go. Oh, Matt, what did our listeners think of this episode?
1: Uh, who cares? They, they probably
0: all bloody let's, loved it, didn't they? Yeah.
1: Let's have a look,
0: right? Uh, okay.
1: Right. Let's start at the beginning. Right, so the first reply we got, David, is from a new listener yeah. or a new follower on oh. Twitter, certainly. Uh, it's from a lady called Yvonne, but then in mm-hmm. her Twitter handle it says hashtag we stand with John Barrowman. So I don't think I want to read that if I'm honest. Um <laughs> I don't th- I don't think yeah, people like that's nice. opinions really matter. Let's move on. Right, the next okay. message comes from BT Flibbity Giggard, who says, I don't care what you think about Torchwood. So, that's fine. We just won't read the rest of your tweet. <laughs> care enough to listen every week, don't you? Right. Uh, there Poor we old
0: Curates. Uh, he's really taken a kick in this week, hasn't <laughs> yeah. he? Yeah. We'll have to be nice to him next week.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. I don't care what you think about Torchwood. This is a gorgeous episode. Incorrect. Mature? No. Incorrect. <laughs> Melancholy? Maybe. And the episode that just makes the Jack of Doctor Who and the Jack of Torchwood a coherent character. Incorrect. Me and David did about no. 20 minutes on that. Probably my yeah. favourite episode besides all of Series 3. Well, I feel sorry for you.
0: Okay. D- look, T- taste the subjective, uh, curator. I... I fundamentally disagree. I did not have that experience with this episode. No, it, um, but yeah,
1: it, It's okay to be wrong, but I feel BT's <laughs> abusing that privilege. Okay. <laughs> right. Then we have a message from Frank, who does an attempt at a joke. I didn't really like it, because I said, we're watching Captain Jack Harkness, and he said, is that what they call John Barrowman on set? No, they called him that man with his willy out. Okay. <laughs> uh, then we have James Courtney, who says, decent episode. I don't think Barrowman is just playing himself for once. It's better than Barrowman playing with himself for once. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I mean, okay, I, w- I will say, I don't think Barrowman is terrible in this. I think he is making an effort. I do think that is true. I just don't think... I don't find him a compelling enough on-screen presence in this form to be the linchpin of this series.
1: Right. Then we get another new tweeter, David. We've got a message from Karen Akinchi, I think it's pronounced, who starts by saying, I love this episode and ends by saying it's excellent. So she's also incorrect. Um... (laughs) Then we have a message from Ariel, who says, I really liked it, also mm. incorrect. So a lot of opinions stated there that are fundamentally incorrect.
0: Yeah, like I say, my, my impression has always been that, that this is one of the more popular episodes of Series 1, so I, we are out on a limb here. But I, I'm, I'm at least glad that I have some solidarity and you're not sat here telling me that you had a wonderful time with it. because No, it's absolutely yeah, shit. It's- and if you disagree,
1: stick it up your ass. We don't care.
0: Yeah. But... Um, uh, pol- by the way, apologies, listeners, if you can hear my partner putting the kettle on in the background. We're nearly done.
1: Don't worry, David. <laughs> Last week, I forgot to edit out a full five minutes where you let your dog out. <laughs> so...
0: That would have been riveting entertainment for the listeners.
1: Yeah, probably more entertaining than Torchwood, so... <laughs> Um, um, all right. Anything else you want to get off your <sighs> chest,
0: David? I don't, I think I've said all I can possibly say about this one. It, I, look, it breaks my heart a tiny bit when everyone talks about how much they love something and you just cannot see. Like, because that's the thing, it's, it's like, it's not even one of those things where it's like, oh, I see why other people like this, but it's just not my cup of tea. With this, I'm genuinely struggling to see anything that's on the same sort of on the level well, of quality that people are claiming it to be.
1: Aren't you able to rationalise it that these people have nothing else better to do in their sad little lives? <laughs> that's all I think every week.
0: Uh, you know, I just every week I come into this wanting it to be better. I, I want to enjoy it. and 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 when when it does entertain me and i am happy with it you know i shout it from the rafters you know i will continue to tell if someone asks me what my opinion is on torchwood right now i say well i've only seen series one and of that there are a couple of middling ones uh but one absolute blinder out of time i i would tell people you could just sit down and watch that as a standalone piece of tv and have a phenomenal time with it um but yeah, this one, the this one, the the, the popularity of it mystifies me. So um, there you go. Anyway, right, Matt. Next Hello. week. Next week we are finally putting an end to series one of Torchwood. Oh, I
1: can't With an
0: episode wait. entitled "End of Days." Uh,
1: just the fact That's it's got the word go. "end." That's good enough
0: for me. Yeah. (laughs) So fingers crossed. Will it, as they say, stick the landing? Time will tell.
1: Probably Uh, not. Probably be crap as well.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I I will, as always, try to go into it with as much of an open mind as I can. Um, But uh, uh, so do join us for that, listeners. Uh, But as always, till then, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, cheerio.
1: Bye
0: now. Thank you for listening to Neither the Time Nor the
1: Space. If you wish to contact us, our email address is timenorspacepod at gmail.com and on Twitter we are at timenorspacepod.
0: And thank you to Alexander Urban for his smashing arrangement of the Doctor Who theme.